Kingdom citizens, welcome back, or friends, really, because y'all know we're friends now. We have these conversations. So friends, Kingdom citizens, how are you guys? Um, So today we are, look, y'all see the sign, holy bohorny, y'all. We gonna talk about it. So if you were on the last um live, so last live we were, you know, conversing about boundaries, healthy boundaries, and then the friends were like, look, let's talk about holy bohorny, okay? So today we're going to talk about um, like healthy sexuality. What does that even look like? You know, certain things. Is it a sin? What does the friends think about it? Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So listen, you want to make sure you share, you like, um, you let someone know, listen, you know, being one podcast, reflections and conversations with friends is live right now and you need to be tuned in. Um, also, make sure that you are saying hello. Hey, Ty. Ella, the title in the back for me, for me too. <laughs> I'm done. But yes, thank you for tuning in. All right. Um, so let's get straight into it because y'all know we only have an hour. So we literally have 58 minutes to discuss. And I know it's going to be a lot, you know, a lot to be said. But I also want to make a disclaimer that, you know, we're not coming on here like we got it together or we're not coming on here like, you know, take our advice. It's literally a conversation. Like it's literally us conversing between each other. Um, And so I just want you guys to just feel welcome to be a part of the conversation and know that it's we're not on some pedestal or anything like that. Like we're literally just conversing. So you may hear things. Everybody's not perfect. So you may hear things that you're like, mm, but look, we're just conversing, right? This is the this is the point of this platform. So um, just a disclaimer, y'all. All right, so let's go ahead and add the friends. Hey, Monica. You're on mute. Hold on. Hello, how y'all doing? <laughs> how are you? Doing good. Ready for this conversation. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> hey, Lafayette. Hey, wonderful people. How are y'all? Good, 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 good. Yeah, I'm excited too. Very yes. interesting. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Hey, Villard. Oh, not, hey, how you guys doing? Sorry, caught me off guard. How you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Good, how are you? Feeling great. Good. Feeling great, yeah. Yes. Hey, Jalen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Holy but horny is on my wall today. So we're gonna talk about it, okay? Um, and so we so on like the flyer, I have it. Let's talk sexuality because um I feel like that is not really talked about um in church, like just that realm of sexuality um and what it entails. Um, so, you know, y'all know I'm like, I'm good. I love to ask definitions, but today actually I'm going to ask like, what are some of your, like, or what were your misconceptions about sexuality? Let's start. Well, I'll, go, I'll go first. Um, okay. I thought that sexuality that was some, was something that didn't get discovered until you were married. Um, I thought it was something that was off guards. And if you were into it or, you know, you wondered about your sexuality, you were, wrong or you know you you need jesus because you should be thinking about that <laughs> that's good 
Um, I didn't really have any thoughts on sexuality because like Lafayette just said, that wasn't something for me to really be engaged in or at least thinking about at the time or even now because I'm not married. Um, so, you know, after I started, you know, going about that and learning more about my sexuality, um, I started realizing that, you know, it's a, it's okay to know your sexuality and know kind of what you're interested in or whatever the case is. But at the same time, it was taboo in church. So because of that, I did not know much about it. And my ignorance drove me into some things that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yes. And for me, um, I thought it was bad. You know, man. Uh, that's just the straight up truth, because, you know, growing up, they'll just tell you stuff like, you know, sex is not good. Sex is not good. So by the time you enter into marriage and when you, you know, do um, have intercourse with your spouse, it's like you feel like you need to repent because you weren't taught that sex was created for marriage and it's a gift from God. But the fact of the matter is we have turned it to uh, please and serve ourselves rather than do it in the way he intended to. So um, I grew up thinking it was bad. It was bad to talk about it. Um, my parents never really talked to me about so you know, Haitian household. You know, they don't really discuss that stuff. So you got to find out on your own. But um, that was just us. Yeah, that was me growing up. Yeah, I agree um, with everything that y'all are that y'all said. Um, it was really like. <laughs> Like we're not gonna talk about that. Like, like I like I feel like I picture like with sexuality, I feel like I picture like prostitutes or just like heathens. Like I just didn't even think that was like we were like sexual beings. Like that was just like no, like that's just not even no, right? Um, but yeah, so I definitely agree. Like it was just like that was a shun, that was just another taboo, like sex, and that was just not a thing. Like that was the misconception um for me as well. Um, so I guess like, when did you guys like, I don't know, like maybe have y'all embraced like your sexuality? Like, do you know what that means? Like, what are your questions, concerns? Enlighten us. Um, who want to go first? I, I need a question again. <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> um, for me, I think I did explore my sexuality, but it was not from a place that I think God would be pleased with. Um, it was from me doing my thing and doing what I wanted to and then retracting back like, oh, maybe this ain't good. Like maybe something isn't right. Um, so now I have all these conceptions about sex and what a sexual relationship is or what my sexuality means. Um, and I don't like I don't know how to deal with it. Like I'm just I'm just kind of doing what I, I was doing what I want to. And now I'm trying to make a conscious effort to draw back and let God kind of teach me what he wants for me in that area. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, right there with you, love. Um, you know, me discovering my sexuality. I was so curious about it because, like we said, we didn't talk about it. It was not something that was going to be discussed. It was just you don't do it until marriage. Um, so because of that, my curiosity led me to dibble and dabble in it. Um, and as I did that at a young age, okay, mind you, I have no type of background knowledge on sex, what that is. All I see it is as dirty because that's kind of what the church kind of makes it seem like, you know, if you're doing it outside of marriage. So here I am, once I, you know, embark on this and I start doing this, now I just feel dirty. So I'm like, well, if I'm already dirty, I might as well just continue doing it. Um, so that's when I just 
kind of was like, I don't really care. Like, let me just do whatever I want to do. At least I'll know who I am or whatever the case is. But I will say that me exploring my sexuality in that way, it actually was a detriment. And I'm going to get to that a little bit later, too. And me, I was a 16 year old boy in high school and um, pretty much um, that's how it all happened. Um, I mean, it started when I was 11, when I kind of got a little curious about certain things. Cause you know, when you're young um, and you're in a whole bunch of, you know, you're in a school with a whole bunch of different people who has a whole bunch of different mindsets and they'll start, they'll begin to tell you things. So you'll begin to get kind of curious. So that's where my curiosity began. And I wasn't oblivious. Like I knew it was wrong, but you know when something's wrong and you just keep on doing it because you don't have that regenerated heart. You're not saved. You're not filled with the Holy Spirit. So you don't have no conviction to stop. So that's how it was with me. And, um, you know, as I begin to research and study on this and when I was born again, I began to know that sex is not bad. Sex is not wrong. Um, it's a gift from God, you know, and he wants us to enjoy this in the confines and the boundaries of a marriage covenant. And that's when I begin to learn and know that, you know, this thing is not um, evil and it actually should be talked about in a healthy way so we can actually have people who understand it and um, don't come into marriage repenting after they have sex with their husband and wife. That's good. I, I love how y'all mentioned, um, you know, like feeling like y'all are, you know, you're married, but it's just like, oh my gosh, like this is still bad. And I remember, like, you know, growing up in the church, it's always like, you know, wait till you're married. But I remember, like, thinking about, I'm like, yo, that's still so weird. Like, I feel like I just wouldn't still do it. Like, <laughs> um, but for me, like, um, I feel like when it came to, like, like, my sexuality or whatever, it was, I don't know, it was, like, introduced to me, I feel like, at a, a place where I was just, like, ignorant in the sense where it was just, like, making me feel like, dang, like, am I not like grown? Like, do I like, why do I not know these things? Right. And someone had to like introduce me to it and things like that. So I felt like obligated in a sense to like comply. Um, and so basically I, my understanding of like sexuality was from this place of like, I don't know, like deception and, um, like sneaky and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you know, um, I think, um, Melanie and the she said, you know, the church should discuss this more. And I agree because my understanding of sexuality was what, you know, someone else was teaching me rather than what the church was teaching me. You know what I mean? So I was just like, okay, well, what do I do with this? You know what I mean? Um, and so I just had this distorted, deceptive idea of sexuality. Um, but like Villar said, it's like when I, once I really like got into Christ and stuff, it's like, yo, like God made us like this for a reason. Um, and sex isn't evil. It's not like bad. Like it's literally a gift from God within the context of marriage, you know? And it, it helped me to be like, I don't know, more peace with the idea. Um, because I was just like, okay, like Villar said, like, dang, like you got to repent every time. Like <laughs> what's the point? Um, so yeah. Uh, Erica. Hey, Erica. She says snaps. <laughs> yes okay um so so okay what's that <laughs> it's Lafayette's face for me <laughs> he's like oh where's she gonna go with this no okay so okay so a lot of times like with sexuality and stuff like that um I feel like it's like linked or um, the idea people usually get with sexuality, especially like if you're single, is okay, you know, you got to please yourself or, you know, we're going to have sex or we're going to do other sex-like things, not penetration 
or we're gonna take care of it for ourselves if we're feeling some type of way like um i feel like that is linked so do you believe that like sexuality has a link to do with that or is something separate or do you have another definition of sexuality or what <laughs> that was loaded that was loaded <laughs> I'm trying to y'all remember this is a conversation with friends. So we are we are processing this right in the midst, y'all. Um so you got it, you got it. Uh, can we have a simpler definition of the uh question? Yeah. A simpler? Yeah, like a okay. preschool part of the definition. Okay. So the question is, do you believe that you know us embracing like Okay, someone says, like, I've embraced my sexuality. Does that mean that, okay, you know, they're having sex or, like, you know, they're masturbating or they're, like, doing stuff? Like, what does it mean, I guess, to embrace your sexuality? Does that mean that you're having sex or is it something different? Like, you have a different definition because I feel like that's always kind of linked. When people talk about sexuality, they make you feel as though, like, maybe you're being promiscuous. Hmm. When I think of the word embrace, I think of um, like accept or um, come into terms with it in terms of like your drive and your horniness. Uh, I kind of find a different word for that. But, um, you know, uh, that's how I think of it, of it. But if they're saying that I've embraced my sexuality in the terms of like exploring themselves with like toys and different things of that sort, then that's kind of wrong you know, um, that's kind of going a little bit too far, but, um, when it, but I don't know, everybody's different when they say I embrace it. So it's like, it's different for each and every person when they say I embrace my sexuality. Like, why would they say something like that? You know, it would have to be like something had to happen or there was some type of action in order to say that. So, yeah. Um, and I, I would say for me, I think there are two sides of it for me because on the world side of it, I have embraced my sexuality. I, I was having sex. I was doing every anything you could think of. I did it. So it's like, you know, and this is real. So if you can't handle it, I'm letting right. you know now. Listen, I ain't the one if you can't handle it, just go ahead and just share it and just click off for real. Just share it, but click off. Real conversation. Right. I don't know how to be anything else but real. So sure. I, I was having sex. I was doing everything you could everything you could think of. Um, and then even even now I am in a place of like, okay, God, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't know how to get away from it. So for me, I'm not having sex anymore, but I do still masturbate every now and then. Because And for me, it's like a progression. So I'm not doing this anymore. And hopefully God will take that away from me as I keep going. Like, or he sends me a spouse. I don't know. But you know, um, until then, like, I am I am discovering like I have no clue what it is to be health healthily sexual like healthy within my sexuality and completely on fire for God and I think that's where the mishap comes from because from the world standard it's easy it's easy to define I'm good with my sexuality I'm healthy with my sexuality Christian side not so much it's either you don't do it or you you know you lie you know or you you know you put up this front and you act like you're perfect you know so. <laughs> I can I can definitely see that, you know, from the worldly side, I can see myself saying I embrace my sexuality. I have preferences, whatever the case is. But from my from the Christian side, from a spiritual aspect, I've learned how to surrender my sexuality. 
um, where, you know, I don't, I no longer seek the same things. Like Lafayette was saying, you know, I've kind of turned away from certain things because now I have a different perspective um, on sexual, on my sexuality. Um, something that, like we said, is important for the church to talk about. Um, and I think it's important for us to start by surrendering our sexuality. So that way, when we do engage under that covenant, we'll have a better understanding of it. Um, because if you give it to God, God is going to give you that clarity. God is going to give you that understanding. Um, and it's also clear in his word as well, his expectations for, you know, the alignment of sex and what that's supposed to look like. Um, and I will say everything that I was doing out in the world when I was calling it embracing my sexuality was out of line with what God intended for it to be. Um, so I feel like we have to surrender our sexuality. And now that I have done that, um, you know, to an extent, which we're going to talk about that too. Um, now that I have done that, I feel a lot better about one day when I will be able to embrace my sexuality with my spouse. Hmm. That's good. See, okay. So for me, I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm thinking back of like in the garden, right. And like Adam and Eve. And when you know, Eve um, basically stepped outside of the boundary of God when she, you know, ate the fruit that God for, for, forbid them to eat, right? They had this sense of, oh my gosh, I'm naked and they hid, right? And so literally for me, I feel like because I had an introduction to this thing, right? I started feeling, oh my God, I'm so shameful. I need to hide, right? And I feel like coming into like Christ and like truly living for him and just like hearing like different sermons or really getting to the word and, and, and like asking, I'm literally like, God, help me to understand all of this. Like, help me to understand like what it means today, what it means to this, like in your context, right? And I feel like I'm at a place where I can be like, I've embraced that, you know, cause God was literally like, when he said, when when Adam was like, oh, well, you know, we're naked. Like he was like, why are you hiding? You know, we're naked. He's just like, well, who told you that? Right. And so I feel like because I had like this shame and God's just like, but I literally made you like, you know, what I mean, we made you. And so going back to what was saying, I feel like when I literally like, okay, God, I'm going to surrender this to you. It's like, I don't walk around in shame. You know what I mean? If I have a thought, I'm like, okay, God, what, what am I having these thoughts for? <laughs> but it's just like, you know, I can still say like, I understand, like, I know how God made me, you know what I mean? I know I'm a sexual being or, you know, I'm, I'm human, whatever the case is. I'm not going to shun myself or be shameful because I had a thought or something. But at the same time, I've already submitted it to God. You know what I mean? I feel like I can walk in freedom and there's certain things that can unfold, certain things that I can um, partake in when I'm in a certain, you know, in the right uh, season with with the spouse. Right. That's how, I don't know. That's how I feel. That's like my definition. But I don't know. Everybody have a different definition. But I just feel like for me, it's just like I can confidently say, like, yes, I've embraced my sexuality. Like, that doesn't mean I'm doing stuff. It just means that I know what I can do, but I'm not doing it because I'm trying to do it the right way. Right. Right. And can we get into the conversation of what's behind you? Because I feel like this is kind of leading to that. So, you know, even though I've surrendered my sexuality, you know, sometimes I still struggle with, you know, having these natural feelings of, you know, being in the mood, whatever the case is, because I have engaged in sexual activity before. Um, you know, so now that I am on a new journey, on a new track, trying to live right, um, you know, and I'm not having sex anymore, the alternative of that is I still have those same feelings. Um, so what do we do when we have those feelings? What do we do when we are feeling, you know, just like the same, like I'm not having sex, but I know that I still want it. You know what I mean? In a sense, because I've already engaged in it. I know what it's supposed to be. Uh, so what do we do now once that has happened and we're not 
ready for marriage or our spouse is not near or our spouse is not here. What do we do now? I think it's being real with God. God knows us like the back of his hand, right? So God, listen, I'm horny. I don't know what to do. If you don't help me, I'm about to do something stupid. So God, come on in. I need you to send something, a way of escape, because I don't know how I'm about to get out of this. And if you really mean that thing in your heart, God will send a phone call. He'll have you to get sidetracked and you don't ever get back to it. I really believe that that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Like if you really invite him in and you ask him to do something, he's going to do that and more. So, you know. (laughs) That's right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I agree. Um, I I definitely feel like a lot of people, that's what they struggle with, um, especially if they're like, okay, God, you know, you said don't have sex till marriage or that's what I'm hearing in church. Cool. That's cool. That's cool. Like, I'll try to do that, but I'm still dabble and dibble in some other stuff. You know what I mean? Um, because of this appetite, you know, that they've now, that they now have for this thing because they've dabbled in it already. Like they had a taste of it. So now they have an appetite and they're trying to, um, please or satisfy this appetite, fulfill this appetite. Um, so then they do dabble in these different things. Um, once they have the thought, because they like, I know how this feels though. I, I said, I'm not gonna have sex, but I'm gonna do these other stuff. Right. Um, and so, like Lafayette said, I, I feel like if you're really being real and this is what you really want for real, like God, like literally the scripture that says like God, there's there's nothing more that he's, there's nothing more. I can't, I'm not going to quote it like whatever verbatim, but literally he's not going to give you more than you can bear, right? There's always going to be a way to escape. So I feel like, you know, um, if you're in that position, like there's always a way out. There's a way out, but you ain't choose to, you ain't choose to exit. That's what it, that's what it really be. Like, it's not like you couldn't, you just didn't choose to like, let's talk about that. (laughs) Right. And you know, this is good. So I'm not necessarily just talking about myself right now, but Mm -hmm. this is just for everybody just listening in general. So I know how you were just talking about how you choose to, you know, seek God or whatever, give it to him. But you know, some people, other people may revert to masturbation or, you know, other forms of things that now they're forming habits where, you may not be having sex, but now you've invited a whole nother, um, you know, issue that may, you know, lead to something else. So I think what Sam is really saying is that we cannot just allow, we can't substitute one thing for another. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, maybe the Bible doesn't specifically speak on masturbation, but it speaks on the thought. It speaks on, you know, the lustful thought. It speaks on the intention. It speaks on the motive. And I feel like that's where God comes from when he's talking about about, you know, giving it your heart to him, give, allowing him in. And that means in every area. And for a while, you know, before I really truly made the decision to take the walk with Christ, you know, I was saying, okay, Lord, you can come in, you can help fix my attitude. Like I'll let you in, in this area, this area, but my sexuality, nah, you can't touch that. You know what I mean? Like I want to still do what I want to do, you know, and maybe I'm not having sex because that's what it says in your word specifically not to have sex until marriage, but I would be masturbating and I'd be like, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But then when I started getting into God's word, I started realizing that actually there is something wrong with that because my motive and my intentions behind why I was doing what I was doing was not pure. Um, I was self-gratifying. I was trying, I was seeking self-gratification is what I was doing, self-pleasure. And the thing about it is if it's not glorifying God, we got to start questioning and start thinking more about some of our actions um, because, you know, these things do affect us long-term. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily think 
in that regard. And we just kind of passively do things, you know, and not even realizing that it will ultimately either delay some of the things that God has for you, or it can just be a detriment to your life in general. And I'm gonna let y'all talk about this too. So I'm gonna pause for a minute because uh, I could go on and on in this area. <laughs> no, I agree. And I feel like um, and I, I, I spoke about this in like a previous podcast episode, but like literally the deception of the enemy, because a lot of us, we know, cause maybe we grew up in church and we just heard, you know, church folks saying like, you know, um, don't have sex before marriage is a sin. Right. And so a lot of us have this idea that, okay, sex penetration don't have before marriage. Right. But then we're, but then we, um, what's the, like, what's the term? Hmm. Like not compromise, but it's just like, we um uh, we do other stuff, right? What would you say like an alternative way? Right, right. We find ways around that, but then I feel like people who don't like you know read the word for themselves or they don't have an understanding for the world doesn't for the word doesn't realize that God literally says flee all sexual immorality, right? And so that's where like people like they think, well, okay, can't have penetration, but we're gonna do this, right? And it's just like, nah, like all of that we gotta we gotta flee from, you know. And I just want to, because I feel like we said something that needs to be cleared up um, where we said, you know, we have to want God to be in that area. And I know some people, they're like, well, I won't do it. I just keep on doing the same thing. I keep on getting into that same trap. And you know what? You are human. That's going to happen. But it's after, after you know, before or after you've done something, you know what, God, I want, I want to be in your will. Help me to be in your will. God, I want to have the desires that you want me to have. So help me in this area. Give me your will. I want to please you. I don't know how to. And simple prayers like that, you know? And before you know it, you, you'll you find yourself thinking about it before you go have sex. You'll find yourself, oh, should I really be doing it? And it'll be a slow thing. And when you look back, you'll be like, oh, my God, God must have did something in me. Like, I wasn't even looking for that. And that's what God did. And for those of us who may not have, be scholars in the Bible, right? If you seek God, you don't have to read the Bible. The Holy, well, you do have to. He, he'll give you the desire to read the word of God. But until then, the Holy Spirit will literally through prayer, he will show you what is right and what is wrong. He will take those desires away and give you what to desire. Mm -hmm. And I think that we don't get enough of that. I, we can't change our desires. Yeah, I can abstain from something, but that doesn't mean I'm delivered from it or that I don't want it. That's good. So That's when good. we really allow God in, hey, God, change my desires, please. Then God will do the rest. We just yeah. have to be willing. Open up your spirit and be willing. Yes. That's no. good. Villar, can you say nothing? No, I'm I'm soaking everything in because it's good, you know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, um, but everything everybody was saying was true because <clears throat> um, when we talk about um, like when we talk about lust and we understand um, being sexually aroused, um, that's something that God created in man. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's not abnormal for you to be aroused. So you have to understand and have that thought in your mind that, okay, I'm horny right now, but it is not normal to, to, to be, it's not normal to be horny. Now it is actually abnormal if you are never sexually aroused. That means, you know, there's something wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's okay. I'm not saying it like that, but it's okay to be sexually aroused. Now, what I will say is, is that 
you know, a lot of people, they try to make themselves aroused on purpose. Now that's when it kind of gets wrong because now you have a motive to enter into something that you shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. But one thing I learned in, um, in this battle with lust, because lust is one of the, is, is like literally the only sin that you do um, that's actually against the body. Every other sin that you do, the Bible states how it's done outside of the body, like stealing, um, covetousness, jealousy, all this other type of stuff. But when it comes to sexual sin, that's the only thing sin that's actually done within the body. So, sorry, I swallowed. So um, when we get into that, uh, we have to understand that you cannot fight lust within its territory, you know, because the Bible talks about flee from youthful lust, flee from lust. Lust is not something that you fight, but it's actually something that you flee from. And some of the reasons why people are kind of falling into lust is because they're trying to fight it. And that's something that you don't want to do. You want to flee. You know, when Joseph was in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife was trying to seduce Joseph. And what did Joseph do? He didn't fight the girl. He didn't fight the woman. He fled. He fled from the woman. You know what I'm saying? And and that's actually what God wants us to do, because the Bible never talks about fighting lust, because when people try to fight it, they try to they they, they repeat in their mind. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Nope, not going to do it. And they walk around the house saying, I'm not going to do it. And then and. And they end up just falling, falling into it because the, the desire gets stronger. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it happens. You know, I've, I've done it. I've tried it. You know what I'm saying? The cold water method, it don't work. You know what I'm saying? Jogging around the park, it don't work. Especially you see somebody in the park, definitely don't work. You know what I'm saying? Trying to think about your favorite food and then you think about that food and that goes on in a whole other thing. It don't work. You know, all that good stuff. But it don't work. This stuff don't work. You know what I'm saying? So we cannot fight lust within its territory. You're not going to win. You are never going to win. You have to flee from this thing. God, the Bible talks about how, um, you know, he gives us a way and of escape. You know, when the Egyptian, um, when the Jewish people were tempted to go back to Egypt, when Egypt was following them into the rescue, they were tempted to go back to Egypt. You know what I'm saying? But what happened? God gave them a way of escape. What was that? It was the Red Sea. You know what I'm saying? And they had a choice to enter in. And just like Sam said, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people, they have a way of escape. They just don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? They just choose to fall into it because they love it. And I told God, there was times I told God, I'm like, God, I love doing this. You know what I'm saying? This is awesome, but I don't want to love to do this. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Paul, when he said, you know, the very sins that I don't want to do, I do. And the very things I do want to do, I don't do. You know what I'm saying? And it's just that indwelling sin that lives inside of you. So when we talk about fleeing from something, and, and, and when we talk about trying to get away from this thing, it's not something that we have to fight, but the way we flee is actually submitting under God's lordship. Because we got to understand this. Um, When you are submitted under God and when you are surrendered under God, you got to understand, why are you following? Why are you falling into this? Because before you messed up or whatever like that, you got to understand and you got to trace your devotion record. You got to trace your record in the secret place. Mm -hmm. If there has been some uh, some broken fellowship in between and you have not been praying and reading a word and fasting and things of that sort, of course you're going to fall into it when the temptation arises because you are not battle ready. You're not prepared. Yes. You know what I'm so it's not even about this. This thing is so hard. I can't even, you know what I'm saying, overcome it. It's all about you don't have a devotion life in order to um, um, withstand temptation. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're not surrendered under God, if you're not yielded under his lordship, if if you're not yielded to the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be strong enough. Why? Because whatever you feed is what grows. 
if you're feeding the flesh throughout the week and you're only um, available on Sunday mornings, you know, when Pastor Mike want to preach and everything, and that's it, you don't pray, you don't study your word, every single time lust comes, it's going to kick you in the butt. Don't matter if you try to pray it off. Why? Because you, 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 you're battle ready at the last minute. Mm. You're not prepared. You know what I'm saying? So when you have a consistent devotion life and consistent prayer life and you fasting and, and you're walking in the spirit, you won't fulfill the less of the flesh. It will be impossible. Why? Because now he has been, you know, he has taken dominance over your life. But when you give over to the flesh and when you're living in the flesh and when you're doing things of the flesh and, and, and you're not spending time with God and there's broken fellowship in between. When this thing comes, when temptation comes. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to fall into it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So when you're walking in the spirit, trust me, you're not going to fall into it. It's going to be almost impossible. Why? Because you're not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. You know what I'm saying? You have crucified yourself. You have, yeah. you know, you know, your fleshly passions has, has been crucified. You've crucified your own self. Meaning what? You know what I'm saying? You don't live by your fleshly desires. You're not controlled by your desires. You're not dominated by your desires. You're dominated by the spirit life, the, um, the, 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 the righteous living. So I believe that's the issue is submission and surrender. Now, when you tried all of that and you've done everything and you're still falling, then that's the, then there's a deeper issue in that. Because a lot of times when people um, have gotten molested or people who've gotten um, who had a strong sexual uh, childhood, you know, when they were introduced to sex, like, for example, the base sitter want to show you, uh, you know, porn and everything like that when your mother and father's away. And now you have a strong sexual childhood. A lot of times you may need deliverance that may need to be possible. You know what I'm saying? You may need to be, you know, you may need some deliverance and then after deliverance, discipleship. And then after that, you start walking in the spirit and doing all this other stuff. But there are ways to flee from that. And I believe before we even begin to flee, we should already be battle prepared and battle ready before this even comes. That's good. That is other day I was actually getting ready to do what I was going to do. I'm telling you. And and I'm telling you, I have been this week, I've really been in prayer. I'm trying to change some things. And it was crazy because this has never happened. I didn't try to keep tally of how many days I wasn't doing anything. You know, I wasn't trying to beat a record or nothing. And I was getting ready to do it. And I'm like, I've been spending too much time in God's presence. Like, I don't want to. I know my God's character. Like, why am I going to mess this up? We've been we got, we've been having a good thing going. And I promise you, I got up and I got started with my day and I didn't have the desire no more. And just that one thought, that one thought of, dang, I know my God's character. That's a way of escape. Get up and go find something to do. And, and, and everything y'all are saying is so spot on. But it starts with a choice. You have to make that choice because a lot of times we want to still do it by ourselves, but you can't do it by yourself. That's not going to work. And that's what Villard is trying to get y'all to understand. Just get everybody to understand, even me. You know what I mean? Because sometimes, like I said, you know, just like Loft was saying this week, it came. That lustful desire came, but I was able to fight it. And it wasn't even about me. It was the fact that I had surrendered it to God. He already knew my heart. He already knew what we, what we established. You know what I mean? So because of that, he was able to get my mind completely off of it. I mean, y'all literally, I'm going to be transparent because 
whatever. I was literally about to go do it. And then like, I guess my, my mind just went completely off of it to the point where I forgot all about it. And then I was like, wait a minute, I don't even want to do this. So then when it came again, I was like, I'm not going to go do that. Like if I went this long, mm -hmm. I'm good. Like I don't, I'm good. I'm chilling. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of having that conversation without having that constant relationship with him. Like you can't just talk to him. Like what I said on Sunday, like that don't work. Like that's not a relationship that is. And I don't know about y'all, but y'all want to be a lot of us, women, men, whatever the case is, we want to be in a relationship so bad, right? With a man, with a woman, whatever the case is. You, if that person only want to talk to you one time a week, are you really going to be in a relationship with them? Like, do you feel like that's truly a relationship? No, that's an entanglement or whatever you want to call it. And I don't need no entanglement with God. God don't want no entanglement with us. He needs some consistency. He needs you to be in that word, studying that word. He needs you to be talking to him, praying to him. And that is the only way we can overcome the attack of the enemy. Because sometimes it's not even the attack of the enemy. It's just the attack of our mind. It's us. It is us. We are fighting our own selves, our own things that we have conditioned ourselves to do what the world has conditioned us guys if you look around the world today if you just sit there and you take in everything that the world is offering you man you're gonna be lost as all get out you have to have some type of foundation you have to look to god and i know we're talking about honey but horny but this goes for anything in your life that you're battling this goes for anything in your life that you're struggling with and the only reason i can tell y'all that is because i have had a Oh man, it's been a hard month. It has been a hard month. But I will tell you this, like I posted today, I don't look like what I've been through because I allow God in. And because of that, I have strength, strength that I didn't even know I possessed, strength that I didn't even know I had. But the thing about it is it was never about me. It's all about God. So if you allow him in, if you allow him, you got to take on the mind of Christ. Man, if I still was thinking like Monica, I wouldn't be on this thing today. Are you kidding me? I'd be somewhere still depressed. I promise y'all. But because you take on the mind of Christ, he starts to rework things. He starts to uncondition those, some of those things that you have ingrained in your mind. Some of those things that you have taken in. Some of the things that the enemy has deceived you with. God begins to take those things away. He begins to wash it away, wash it clean. And because of that, now you are made new. So all those lustful thoughts, those desires, those things that has happened in your childhood, all of those things, it don't even matter anymore. Because you are clean to God. He sees you as a new being. And no, I'm not trying to preach y'all, but I'm talking to myself too. Because the thing about it is we are worthy of everything that God has for us. You are worthy of that spouse. You are worthy of everything that God has. But you will not be able to embark on it until you believe it as well. And you make the choice to allow God in in every area of your life. Drop the mic. Very true. Drop yeah. the phone. <laughs> But that is very true. You know what I'm saying? What she's saying, everything was spot on. You know what I'm saying? And it just goes to show that, listen, uh, and, and, and I'm going to tell this from my life. Like, if I'm not in prayer and if I'm not spending time with God, my flesh, everything that I do, because everybody has different triggers. Some people is weed, some people is alcohol, and some people is lust. You know what I'm saying? So I know if I don't spend time with God and I'm not in prayer and I'm not, you know, feasting on the word of the Lord, you know what I'm saying? This stuff is going to come. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, the devil don't care if you're married. The devil no. don't care if you're in a relationship. He don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Marriage is not masturbation proof. It is sure not. It is not. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll, it'll come for you in any type of way. Whether you're a bishop, whether you're a prophet, whether you're an apostle, whether you're a preacher, you got six kids, all of that stuff. It don't matter. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's important to have a devotional life, you know, because if you don't, you're going to wonder why you keep falling, you keep falling, because there's a broke, there's broken fellowship. There's mm -hmm. broken fellowship. And that's the most important thing is fellowship with God. Are you in his word? And, and, and don't just be reading it black and white. Like, are you really feasting on his word? Are you really spending intentional time in prayer? I mean, intentional, like you're like you're not saying, God, you know, help me and my family. God, protect me and my, you know, at the bus stop. You know, God, thank you for this food today. No. Are you really praying into a relationship with the living God? So. Yeah. And don't look at it. Look at it from a daily thing. God gives us what we need for each day. So yeah. for me, yeah. I messed up in. Let me try to go a month without it. I got to make it through the day. Right. And God yeah. give me enough strength for the day. So God help me today. And when we get to tomorrow, God help me tomorrow. And then boom, for you know it, you don't made it a whole year because you were in God's face every single day. He yeah. gives you strength for the day. Yes. He does that on purpose so that we will stay seeking him and coming to him every single time we get. And it'll become a habit. You'll be at work. God, I need your help. I need you to do this, this, and this. God, please come through for me. And now you you have this relationship, this interaction to where it's not even a thing of God, am I doing right or wrong? It's me and God having a relationship. Certain things I don't do because I love him. It's not even a thing I'm trying to abstain. It's I love God. He's given me this to do. This is what I'm going to do, period. Mm-hmm. That's good. And, and instead of I, I love I, what I heard God speaking just now when you were talking, Loff, was that we substitute, like we were talking about, find alternatives for things, but for sex, you may go masturbate, whatever the case is. But the the perfect alternative to all that stuff is a relationship with God. The perfect alternative to all of that is just being in communion with Him. I promise y'all. Literally, the thing about it is like when I was in the church. I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't even know what that looked like. But when I got out of the church and God literally found me in my lowest point, okay? You know what I mean? Like just reached out and grabbed me. And not only did he reach out and grab me, but I was actually reaching back too because I needed something different than what I already had experienced for over 17 years. And from that point, literally when I started talking to him, being transparent with him, you know, if I was angry, I shared that with him. If I was horny, I shared that with him. If I was, you know, feeling any type of way, I shared that with him. And the thing about it is, he spoke back to me and it wasn't always a voice, you know what I mean? But sometimes it was just simply like a mind shift, you know, and those things right there, that's what we need. So if you substitute whatever you're feeling, because we talked about tangible ways to combat these things, that's a tangible way to do it. You know what I mean? Stop going to that man that you keep going to every time you get horny because you know you're going to fall in, you're going to fall into the trap. You know what I mean? Instead, go to God like God. This is what I'm feeling. Do you know how I'm feeling? And I don't want to engage in this because I know this is not your will. I know that you have more for me. Your word promises more for me. So God, because of that, show me, how can I go about this? How can I, you know, rework my mind? How can I get out of this feeling? And God will do it, y'all. And this is just a, this is just a testament. It will happen. He'll do it. And there's still some things in my life that I'm still facing because none of us are perfect. We all have areas in our life that God is continually, continuously working on us in. And because of that, we know, I know that I still have to continue to seek him in those areas. There's areas that I need help in that I don't even know yet. But I know that as I continue to progress, God will reveal those things to me and I'm going to continue to take those things to him in prayer. And that's what we have to do. So that if you want to do better, if you want to be better, but you don't know where to start, literally start talking to God, start communing with him. Let him be your best friend. He is your father. Like, just like you, if you don't have a father, whatever the case is, if you do have a father, talk to him just like you would them. Like, 
have that relationship every day, every minute. Listen, I'll be in the middle of class sometimes and them kids, my head start hurting. God, please don't let me, you know, like I just I start speaking to him about everything. So just do that. And I promise y'all it will help. It will help. No, for real. And as Lafayette was talking before about, you know, not just like, okay, God, help me through the month or let me see how long I can go. It's like, no, nah, you literally got to seek for it daily. And I think about like, you know, when the children of Israel was out um, on the exodus on the journey and um, he literally provided manna and he was like, take what you need for that day. Right. And so it's literally like basically us being so dependent on God, where it's just like, look, like we, it's literally by his grace, like literally by his grace, but it's something that I seek for daily, right? Like I literally have to crease for my flesh daily. And I feel like a lot of people like, um, they miss that step and they think it's like, okay, God, well, you know, I don't want to do this. So, you know, help me, whatever, whatever. But it's like, but you ask him for help the next day. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to work like that. You got to constantly seek him. I feel like you got to constantly be dependent, um, on him about that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say it, but yeah, y'all, y'all is preaching. Y'all talking good. Um, so true. Just like you taught, you would talk to a friend and listen, I definitely agree. And I think about the scripture that's like, literally take every thought captive. Um, and like, you know, every like negative thought and, and submit it to God. And I've literally found that where I'm just like, okay, like, you know, like I just get a rant. It'd be like so random. I'm like, why am I thinking this? Or why am I seeing this picture in my head? And it's just like the enemy that's just like, go ahead and, you know, go ahead and text this person or go ahead and FaceTime this person. I'm like, God, what is going on? Like you, you work something out of my head. What's going on? Like, and I'll literally like be like, God, that's weird. Like, what's going on in my hair right now? Like, for real. And it'll be like totally straight. And you just gotta be honest. Like, God is not gonna be like, Mm-mm, look what you're thinking about. Like, girl, you nasty. Like, no, no, it's not that. Have y'all ever like y'all know that feeling you get when somebody like for me, I got twin sisters, right? I love when they ask me for stuff, and it's like, let me try to come through for them. And I just how it is in the natural, I a picture that is like in the spirit, like you don't. I think God takes pleasure in us coming to him and asking him for stuff. Like, it's not like we're bothering him. You know, He, yeah. I'm sure he's very happy when we ask him, like, God, I need you to do X, Y, and Z for me. Please, I'm here for you. Please just do it for me. Like, he's going to come through for you. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's not just salvation. Saved from horniness, saved from killing somebody, saved from cussing somebody out. You're going to be saved. Like, when you call on him. He got, he's going to respond. And you know, the church, we talk about the church a lot on here and you know, the church, I will say this, we're full of flesh too. So that's a lot of the reason why a lot of these things aren't discussed or we just don't, we don't know how to go about it. Um, But now this generation, we're rising up and we are taking the initiative to speak on these topics. Um, And I will say this, the church likes to focus on the sin aspect, but God, I honestly feel like God doesn't even think of it like that. He cares more about the submission. He cares more so about, are you going to surrender that area to me? I don't think he's looking at you like, well, you just sinning and you just out here doing this and you just out here doing that. But if he sees your heart and he sees that you're just like, you know what? She submitted that to me. She came to me. She, you know what I mean? Like she, she at least wants to do better. I'm going to help her get there. I'm going to help him get there. I'm going to work with them on this area. And the church, we need to focus on the submission aspect a little bit more. Like, you know, as a child, I didn't know nothing about submission. What I'm submitting. What does that mean? Like submit an assignment? Like, what am I submitting? Like, what is that? You know, so I think if we have those conversations of like those areas that you even just what you're ignorant on, submit that to God. Like, I don't know. I don't even know where to go with this. So even with masturbation, we talked about this, you know, all together. And we're just kind of like, is that a sin? 
Is that a like, God, how do you feel about that? And guess what we do? We submit that to God. God, we don't have the answers. We don't really know. So God, because of that, can you just lead us? Can you guide us? Can you show us? Can you convict us? Can you? And, and I promise you, he started doing that. He does that. So if you don't know, submit it. Submit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yep. It's like, look, um, like definitely submit it. And I guess like then people were probably like, well, what does that really look like? And that's why I, you know, just just me having that habit where it's just like if I if I know of any like any little thought, I'm just like, this ain't holy. I'll be like, God, what's going on in my head? But that I feel like that to me is like what I said earlier about embracing my sexuality, where it's just like I'm not gonna sit there and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm such a bad person, I'm gonna go hide in the corner. I can't record an episode. Like, no, it's just like I've like I've embraced my sexuality because I've already submitted it to God. You know what I mean? And so it's like if I get this, I'm like, God, I already submitted this to you. So God handle this in my head, like handle this in my mind. Like, why am I getting this picture? Handle that because I already submitted that to you. So that's why I can confidently say, like, yeah, I can embrace this. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and and be shameful or feel shame or feel dirty, whatever cases, because I already submitted that to God. Like, it's already submitted, you know? Right. Um, and that's help. Like, I, I was literally like, look, I'm trying to live holy for real, or I'm trying to, you know, really do this thing right. Like, that's literally, that's literally kept me. Like, that's literally helped me. Um, it's just knowing that, like, like you said, like, God's not like, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And about mm-hmm. the heart thing, because even, like, in scriptures, God was just like, man, like, you know, their lips are, like, praising me. They're saying all these things, but yet their heart is so far from me. And it's just like, bro, you can do all these good things, but where is your heart really at? You know what I mean? Um, And it's just like, even with, like, purity. I'm like, bro, purity is not just the aspect of, like, oh, you're not having sex, you're not doing these things, but are you truly pure in your heart? You know what I mean? Um, And so I feel like, like, what you're talking about with the sin thing and how, you know, sometimes in, like, church, it seems like, oh, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? But it's just like, why? And like Lafayette was saying, I don't do it because of my relationship. It's because of my my um, um allegiance to God, right? It's like, that helps me more so than knowing that it, because it's a sin. Like it, when it was a sin, it ain't, it, I mean, I still felt it ain't help, right? But when I built that relationship and it's just like, man, this is just a God, I love him, child, I'm with it. Like, I'm right, not- I'm not playing with you God. No, I'm not gonna do that. I care too much. Yeah. You care too much. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. That's true because when you understand something, like if you just don't do something because it's a sin, you fail and you 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 lost the true meaning of walking in the spirit or walking in righteousness. Because we don't do it because it's a sin. We do it because we love God. You know what I'm saying? Of course it's bad, but our love for God and our relationship with God causes us to not want to do these things because we love him so much. I don't want to cheat on my wife because I love her so much, not because it's bad, but because I love her enough not to do that. You know? And then um, one more thing I wanted to add was that the reason why a lot of people, you know, of course, struggle with this as well is because of the company that they keep. You know, what I'm saying they still have certain um, contact lists on their phone or um, certain things on like Instagram, like certain pages they follow, um, certain Instagram models you may follow, or um, female or male models that you may follow, um, videos that may pop up on your feed. You know, certain people who you may need to block or mute or unfollow or whoever. You know what I'm saying? That posts this kind of content that may trigger you. So you got to identify what triggers you, you know, what triggers you to, you know, to get to that place and quickly, you know, deal with that, you know, and even the company that you're keeping, you know what I'm saying? Um, the people that you're around, you know, things of that sort that all plays a part. So it's not even just, um, you know, the relationship with God part, but it's also identifying the triggers of, um, 
who's around you. Cause some people got a little man, man, you know, in the contact list. So some people are still getting surprise photos and things of that sort. Some people are subscribing to only fans. You know what I'm saying? I just heard about this stuff like a couple months ago, you know, and I'm like, what is, it? you know what I'm saying? So some people are still, you know, indulging in these things or wondering why they keep falling into it. But that's because, um, you know, they're allowing their triggers to be um, pushed. So it's all about just really because, you know, the Bible says um, bad company corrupt good habits, you know, so you want to be able to like kind of have accountable people around you that will hold you, that will pray for you, that will be around you. Because struggling with this thing alone is not easy. You need to have accountability. But accountability without decision is also wrong, too, because if you have a strict decision that you want to fall into this, um, what's the point of accountability? Yeah. And I would say for me, I recently deleted Instagram because for me, Instagram was a big old like football field of exploring for me. So, you know, Instagram, all it takes is one like and you got all this stuff showing up on your explore page. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how Sam works. All it takes is one little dabble and it's, it shows up on your explore page. All you got to do is click on that one thing on that explore page and you just keep scrolling and more and more and more of what you don't need to see is showing up. So the devil takes little things like that and he will change your habits just from liking one picture. So if that means Instagram got to go for three months, five months, you ain't missing nothing. Come back to it when you're stronger or when you have changed your desires and your will. Because the devil works in the little things that we do that we don't even notice. Right. It doesn't take much. We are not strong. We are little compared to this universe. All of us, even the Bible scholar, the bishop, the one over everything biblical and godly. We are all weak in comparison to this universe, which is why we have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Because the devil, he can get into each and every one of our minds, of our minds and he knows exactly how to do it. That's even true. even if you save, you think you're saved and you know, you think the devil is gonna stop coming for you, he comes up to you even harder. He comes up to you even more because now you're on a mission for God. Now you're fulfilling purpose. Now you have vision. And now not only does he not have you, but you're about to break help other people break through. And the devil does not want that. So it's like he don't really want you when you know you're at your lowest point. He don't want you then. He already got you. He already has access to you. But it says it's the minute that if you are restricted under the covering of God. Now, all of a sudden, I'm coming for him. I'm coming for him. I got to get him. And, and the thing about it is he doesn't come for you physically a lot of times. He comes for you mentally because he knows that if he gets you mentally, if he's able to deceive you mentally, he can just hire you to do the job for him. Hmm. He can go ahead and move on to the next person. With a broken soul. He don't need to do it for nobody else because guess what? He has you to do it for him now. So the thing about it is when you get into Christ, don't think that it's over. Don't think that the temptation is over. Honey, it's coming even more. Even for me, it's coming even more. And that's why deleting the things, finding your triggers, identifying those things is so essential because you got to be able to recognize the enemy's deceit and you got to be able to recognize when that temptation is coming your way and how to get away from it, how to flee. <laughs> you can't try to fight it. You don't have time. You don't have time for that. It will catch you off guard every single time. You have to flee and give it to God. Allow him to fight the battle for you. Um, so that was a good point. I just had to put that out there. And I just want to add one more thing. Just one more thing. I just thought about it. Um, we all know the story about David, right? Um, in the book of Second Samuel. I think it was yeah, Second Samuel, I believe it was. And it talks about how um David, um, when David fell with Bathsheba. So David was um, you know, in his house and, and everything like that. But the Bible talks um, talks about how 
it was in the springtime when it was time for the kings to go out to war. So that was the time when David was actually supposed to go out to war with his people. But instead of going out to war, the Bible talked about how he stayed at home. He stayed in Jerusalem, right? And the Bible says in evening, AKA meaning that he was in the house all day, unproductive, unprepared, um, procrastinating and lazy. He was in that house all day until he seen a woman bathing um, while he was standing on the rooftop. And that's how, you know, boom, he, uh, he he seen her, he fell with Bathsheba, and then his whole entire bloodline was just affected by it with Amnon and Tamar. And then, um, you know, his other son, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, I forgot his name. Jesus, I forgot his name. Um, yeah, but his other son who killed Amnon and all this other stuff. But it all it was all because he was lazy and procrastinating. And a lot of times this thing will sneak up on you when you're not doing anything, when you're lazy, when you're procrastinating, when you're not, when you're supposed to be doing something that you're, you know, that you're supposed to be doing, but you're not doing it. And when you're just laying around, I'm not saying that you can't do those things, but a lot of times, you know, when we're just bored and lazy and lonely, this is when this thing comes to get you. So um, want to make sure that, you know, we identify that too, because loneliness and laziness has a big part in um, the spirit of lust. That's good. And don't think that God doesn't see or honor you trying to, in that lazy moment, getting up and going to pray. God sees all of that. He sees all of that. So it's not like, oh, well, I only did it one time, so it doesn't count. He might not do it. No, you keep trying at it. You keep working at it. It's just like a degree. You know, I failed plenty of classes and I still got my bachelor's degree. It's because I kept working at it. I kept Ryan kept going, failed, studied again, got a C, but a pass. It don't even matter. <laughs> you know, and that's, we, we got to look at things from more of a natural perspective and then we can carry it over to the sphere, right? Just because you fail a test don't mean the class has failed. So every attempt you make, you're pushing toward that success. Amen. It's not over, over one mistake. So I want to be clear there too. Seeking God all the time, you're not going to get it right all the time. We are human. We are flesh. But mm -hmm. don't let it stop you. You can't let it stop you. You just keep going. God, I'm sorry. I still want to be in your will. God, I messed up. I'm still chasing after you, period. Keep going. Like that, It's a race. This isn't, you know, it's a marathon. It don't end. You got to keep going. You got it. <laughs> a just man falls seven times but gets back up. So you did not fail because you fell. You only failed if you refused to get back up. So keep getting back up. That's my Period. <laughs> All right, so okay, so I feel like we've been talking in more of the sense of like, okay, I'm by myself, I'm feeling some type of way. Um, Leanne says, Amen, Lafayette. Um, <clears throat> I feel some type of way, but what if y'all are, you know, y'all are dating or whatever, and y'all like, okay, we both holy, but we both horny. So what <laughs> what advice we giving them like at that point, like same thing. Set parameters, boundaries, that conversation we had the other week. Because you're still single. You're still single. True. Yep. So if you know that going to watching a movie at your house at 10 o'clock is going to lead to y'all having sex or doing the substitute, stay home. Right. Y'all go to the park tomorrow around 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Curfew. <laughs> yep. Go to bed. Go to bed. Like, and like, we are all speaking from we have messed up here and we 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 growing. We we yeah. all growing. I have a curfew. I don't go out too too late. I don't go over nobody. Because right. I know boundaries. 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 
<laughs> For real. And it's just like, just because I feel like <clears throat> a lot of times people are just like, well, we, you know, we grown and, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, that don't mean nothing. Because like we were talking about before, like, it'd be the little things that you that you think is innocent. Like, so we can't go see a 10 o'clock movie. Like, blah, 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 blah. like the little things you think is so innocent. Like, that'd be literally be how, how the enemy really finna get you for real. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, be real with yourself. Like, it don't matter how old you are, 40, 50, 60, 25, whatever the case is. Like, really be real, real with yourself. Like, what you really, what you really gonna do at, at midnight? Like, what y'all really doing for real? Like, and you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But let's be honest. When I got on that plane, I knew. <laughs> oh my God, help me! No, you ain't want to help. You don't got on. You don't. You over there now. What you doing? You, you over there? The whole You walked right into temptation. Uh -huh. Now he can't. Even, he can't even deliver you because you walked into it. <laughs> no, but for real, again, literally unlearning those habits, like, and we were talking about triggers, like. Think about like the triggers and stuff like that. Like if you're literally, you know, like let's say you 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 had this thing going where it was just like, okay, I come home from work, I'm gonna take a shower, or, you know, I'm gonna do my little thing, take a shower, whatever the case. You had a little routine, and you feel like, okay, I'm gonna try to stop doing this. If you fall in that, you gonna do the thing you've been doing because it's a, it's a routine, it's a pattern in your mind. So literally, like forming new patterns. Like maybe you you can't sleep in your bedroom for a few weeks. Go sleep out. Go sleep in the living room. Do something like change the pattern. Like if we really want to be honest, like and I'm I'm like look. I'm trying to help y'all succeed. I'm trying to help us succeed. I'm trying to help, like, help us, help us be, help, be helped, right? And you have to be realistic, like, and I'm like, look, like, you're going to fall in the same thing if you don't change the pattern. So, yeah. listen, like, do what you got to do. I don't care what nobody got to say. Do what you got to do because you know you're going, what you're trying to achieve, for real. Even if that means leave your, leaving your comfort zone, you yeah. got to leave it. Get out of it. Get out of it. It ain't, it's not, you're not changing. You're not moving. You're not progressing. You're still in the same place. Sometimes it's the same person that don't want you. And I'm talking to myself because this is what I, I used to be. I mean, really, you're still talking to the same person. You're not going anywhere. Leave your comfort zone. The only way you're going to know what's better for you is if you to attempt to find better. So if you're staying where you are, if you're still texting the same people that don't mean you no good, and I mean, even the Instagram, if they're in your DMs, you're still talking to them. I don't care if you cut them off and deleted their phone number. Okay. Listen, if you're still going to engage in that, you're going to get the same results. So you have to change the pattern. Like Sam said, change pattern. That's what your husband might be right out there waiting for you, but you wouldn't even know because you're still calling and texting the same dude. So you got to change the pattern, change the pattern. That's good. Change the pattern. Don't be going out too late. Make sure you come home. Call me when you get there. You know, I'm, I'm speaking as a dad, you know what I'm saying? Because I know when I have a daughter, when I have a son, you know, certain things that you didn't have growing up, you're going to want to give that to them. You know, I'm going to talk to them about everything, you know, about everything. I'm not going to say, like, you know, it's bad, but I'm going to just say, hey, listen, this is your private part. This is what it's called. You know, and this is this and this is that. And just give them a full education. Because one thing I learned is that I am not let, not letting the church raise my kids or teach my kids. And I'm not letting the school teach my kids. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm going to let them teach, but before they even get there, they're going to already know a whole bunch of things because I'm not going to just rely on a teacher who probably doesn't give a crap of ours anyway to teach. No, well, not you, Monica, because I, I can see you're a good teacher. <laughs> some people, you know, some people just don't give a crap. They'll just, you know, hand you a, you know, a, a packet and be like, just do this packet and then you're done. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. 
No, I I agree. And that's literally been my conversations with God, um, even like within the like the past few months, is like God, like help me to understand like sexuality, like to be honest, like help me to understand like what this even means, what it entails, because you know, when I have my kids, like I want to be able to like, you know, get, like help them understand or, you know, be able to teach them where I'm not just leaving it to just, you know, the church or leaving it to just other people. But it's just like, no, like, you know, help me to be knowledgeable in this area so that I can, you know, educate them, educate them. You know what I mean? I mean, so that's that's like that's mom, because I'm like, look, every area got like help me to understand it because I just want to I just want to grow in wisdom and understanding in general, because it's like obviously this like, you know, God put us here help me understand it so i definitely agree like i'm 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 on it with you i'm like god help me understand so when i have my kids i can help them to understand or you know educate them because it's a real thing you know and mm-hmm. it's so sad because a lot of um like i don't know if y'all have been seeing like the little thing that's been going back and forth with like the movie on netflix cuties so that's a whole nother podcast yeah <laughs> but like even stuff like that where it was just like you know it was it was such a controversial topic and all the stuff that was going back and forth because the girls were 11 years old and all this stuff and i'm just like god like you know where they you know the parents had to get you know all this stuff like they they allowed it but it's just like because really sexuality isn't really defined i don't feel like not a healthy sexuality and what does that look like so that was like my thing with god i'm just like help me to understand like you know increase my mm-hmm. knowledge and wisdom give me wisdom about even that um so yeah that's good because we're talking about kids, you know, teaching your kids. But in order for you to teach your kids, you have to know. Yeah. So you can't rely on the pastor to teach you because they're flesh too. So you have to seek that for yourself. So that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Lexus, we go we go live every first and third Saturday. Um, so we'll be back live on what's the third Saturday of this month? The 17th. And then, oh, we go live two times this month, the 17th and the 31st. Oh, yeah. that's Halloween. Yeah, so we get three. We get three Saturdays this month. Let's talk about how bad Halloween is. <laughs> it's not bad, but you know. All right, so um, definitely we um, came to our hour, but y'all have been in the comments. Um, I've seen. You know, you better preach. Y'all are preaching. Love the transparency. Um, Anybody have questions? Right. Y'all have questions. Right. <laughs> Tara was saying, right. I used to feel um wrong for getting the feels and i feel like a lot of people for real because it's just like uh my husband be feeling like this <laughs> so y'all have topic um, ideas too any topic oh, ideas yeah. let me this this conversation what this cleaned up at first we had a trial run <laughs> trial one was all right it got kind of heated for a little bit but <laughs> it did get heated it did <laughs> Got a little real, but so good thing you did a trial run though, because honestly, I don't know how this would have ended up. Yeah. It would have been transparent. Another good conversation. Yeah. Hey. Right. That was good too, but uh <laughs> great talk, everyone. Thank you, Leanne. And I'm glad, so, like, you know, are we agreeing that healthy sexuality is found in seeking God, or what's the conclusion? I think it's just found in like really uh just accepting that the fact that you know being aroused is okay. You know what I'm saying? Being horny is something that God, um, you know, a hormone that God created in us, you know, and understanding that I don't have to um, cross this boundary just yet, but I know if it comes upon me out of nowhere or I just feel it, you know, it's not a sin or it doesn't even have to be temptation. Cause sometimes not all the time when you're horny is a temptation. Sometimes it just 
you're that way because you're just that way. That's just the, the human body, you know. And so, um, understanding that concept, I, I feel like, in my opinion, that's embracing sexuality, like understanding and knowing that you know this is okay. Um, it's not wrong to be this way, but I understand the parameters that there are according to the word of God. And um, and yeah, yeah, love it. Right, yeah. So it's it's okay, y'all. Y'all are good. Y'all, it's okay to be horny. Like you know, it happens. We understand, yeah. right? But it's like what you do with that. We gonna have, mm -hmm. we gonna have some problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's it's what you do with that. Right. Um, Put that toy away. Huh? Mm -hmm. mm -mm. I said, put the toy away. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Put it. You know, unsubscribe <laughs> from that email listing. I bet you won't throw it away. I'm just <laughs> how do we move in these times of COVID-19 having God fearing partner is that a tech in the context of already having one or obtaining trying one? to find one how trying to find one well if you're a woman you don't try to right. do it don't, you don't have to do it much. Man, you know, you better get on Facebook or just let it be organic. You ain't got to force it. But if God you will lead you, God will lead him to exactly. Yeah. Just say hi, you know, start at a DM, just have a small talk and then go from there. And the woman, they don't have to, you don't, you guys don't have to play hard to get. Okay. Y'all don't have to play hard to get. Y'all don't have to play hide and go seek. We're just not going to play with y'all. We're just not going to play. We're not going to play. conversation. Yeah. This right. is Listen, I'm gonna say no to that. That's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation because then we could talk about sensuality. Uh oh, because sensual being sensual touch. Yeah, because you see, you see how Vilar just said, "Well, y'all ain't gotta play hard to get," but it's just like, okay, so like y'all want us to flirt, but then like, then y'all gonna be like, "Oh, we're I don't know." Like, could we talk about that? Listen, listen. Like, oh, too easy. This right. is or, easy. Yeah, you come not too strong. Spirit of Jezebel. <laughs> I'm speaking from my men out there. Y'all can just go with the flow. Cause my man, my man, my guys be sitting here like, yo, like I'm sitting here texting her. They just give me one word answers and they ain't interested. And then when we go away, you know, people be like, oh, they're not trying hard enough or this and that, this and, that. and it's like. Y'all need to, you know, put some interest in it too. Like, it's not bad. Listen, Ruth, she's she laid at Boaz's feet. You know, mm. she went out there and positioned herself, and Boaz found her. You know what I'm saying? And I believe the reason why some people ain't, you know, getting their little spouses because they ain't really positioned. They just kind of stubborn and sturdy, and they're trying to play hard to get so much to the point where we just want to give up because we're like, all right. I'm not the a relationship is two way. It's two way. Don't talk about this. Like, like, you know, they gonna feel like they texting a brick wall. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you this too. Boaz came correct. So if you come to me, come correct. <laughs> don't come to me out yeah. of order. And well, you don't always need the text. Call me too sometimes. Mm -hmm. Let me hear your voice. It's just some things. But women, we can get better with communication, and men too. So we'll that's another conversation. But not me, but they the ones that pursuing. So they the ones that go because listen, there's some women that also hit the DMs first. And that's not bad. I don't feel like that's bad at all. You know what I'm saying? 
But okay. <laughs> I don't feel like a woman hitting the DMs is bad first. I don't feel like that's bad in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, it's 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 a partnership. You know what I'm saying? It's a partnership. So I feel like there should be some type of partnership, like some type of, okay, he likes me. So let me go on with it, you know, or just be like, hey, you know, I like your jacket or hey, I like that suit. Or, hey, I like that haircut. You know what I'm saying? Like, but some some women, some just be acting just like a sturdy brick wall and show no emotion. And they wonder why, you know what I'm saying? They're single than a Pringle. And yeah, that's just the guy on the street. Because I've been in that place before. That's okay. I'll let you have that. You know, because women that aren't like that, we don't have to feel offended. So that's right. But there are some women out there that may need to, to soften their hearts a little bit. Yeah. Right. Can we talk about that? What could that topic be? Because I feel like I want to hmm. talk about like how how can we like what does it mean to like flirt or just be like because we talked about sexuality, so like sensual, like because I feel like a lot of times when women try to come off sensual. Then like the church is just like, oh, they Jezebel. Like not this even. This sounds like a, a part two to Holy But Horny. That's what this sounds like to me. That's what it sounds Ooh, like. Shoot. I love it, yo. Cause listen, it's it's okay for a woman to flirt. It, it's okay. Well, we got another question too. That's good, Tyra. By the okay. way, sorry, I'm in the chat. What do you say about a woman our age having a crush on someone who has the qualities you're looking for in a mate? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Should you tell that person or just wait for them? I think you should go mm. off of your gut feeling. You go off of your gut First, you pray about it. Ask God first. Ask God what he got to say about it, because he'll let you know. And then, if, if actually, no, don't go off your gut feeling. Ask God and ask God to reveal it to that person. If he don't, then it ain't for you. That's how I see it. But then, but, 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 but then, this, is another, then this is another thing, too. It's okay for a woman, you know, to go up to a man and start a conversation and position herself. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to do that. I'm not saying the woman says, hey, you know, me and you should go out to this place. or this. No, let the man do that. You know what I'm saying? Let the man do that. But I feel like if she has that crush, you know what I'm saying? She should, you know, be like, okay, you know, I have a crush on this person, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, let me just talk to them, you know, because it's not bad because because like I said, it's not even in a relationship context, but it's in even a best friend context. Like a woman can go after a man to be a best friend, you know, because y'all just best friends. Y'all not in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? So it's OK to do that. You know, it's not wrong at all for a woman. You know what I'm saying? Because we all meet people differently. You know, there's different ways everybody meets up. Sometimes it's just a mutual thing. Like y'all just happen to be in the same line to go to Chick-fil-A and like, hey, I like your shoes. Hey, I like your shoes. Hey, what's your order? And I'm ordering number one. Oh, I'm doing that too. Oh, you heard that song about Kanye, lemonade, chicken, Chick-fil-A? Yeah. And then, you know, y'all just go for it. You know? I know y'all don't like that. Hi, King. I just wanted to let you know, I admire your drive, your ambition. Wow. That's just really admirable. You know, just, hey, I'll go right and tell you. I'm Listen, I'm bold now. Not what no like. walk up to nobody be like God tell me you my husband like somebody. No, I, we we ain't going. Come on, now. I don't want it. Come on, come on. I don't want it. Come on, Tyra. Tyra, just keep liking all his pictures. Just yeah, that's keep what I'm That's what I'm doing. Put the fire emoji on it. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, do a little song, song. You know what I'm saying? There's different ways to do it without yeah. pursuing. You know? Yeah. 
One thing about I I'm not sliding nobody's DMs now, but I no. will I like your picture. And if you ain't get the clue, then it ain't then they want God. Cause no, 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 no. You got so how many it. pictures does it mean that somebody like? Like if some how, how many pictures does it take for somebody to like that means they like you? No, if I went back to last year's photo and I liked it, that's a clue. <laughs> Last year, is this, is this universal? That's a stalker. Give they only got seven pictures. Why they only got seven pictures? They ain't no stalkers. Okay, it's okay, different. Okay, <laughs> what I do now, like, I will respond to you. Like, I'll put like on your story because you know they got Instagram out of story. I'll put the lit, like, lit or whatever, or something. <laughs> That's a clue. Talk that's not a clue. That's that not a clue. clue. That's, 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 that's a little message. No one has top of that. That's a bro and sister. No, if but that's true. If, if you put the heart eyes. I ain't putting no heart eyes on my stuff. No. <laughs> and then, then they going to be clueless. Because, you know, <laughs> we don't think. We don't know how to think in between the lines. So we need a no. little no, y'all need to learn. Y'all got <laughs> or they need to learn the Holy Ghost or something. But, I don't know. But, but that is true because people like men will always like they'll put like Google eyes on my stuff, or whatever, but I'll be like, whatever. But I guess that yeah. might be a clue for me, but I'm not <laughs> you know, like if you're gonna pursue me, like you know, say something, don't be like, but a female for me, like if I'm putting lit and I put lit like on all your stories or every day, like that's a clue. Like that's probably it. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine because everybody has their way of doing it, you know. Well, who does that? Who does that anymore? Who does they that? They haven't gotten the clue. Lit is a bro and sis term. You know what I'm saying? It's a bro and sis term. I'm trying to tell <laughs> you what I know. I listen, I'm 25 years old. I've been in the game for a minute now, you know. I might be, you know, young, but I've been in the game for a minute. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Sam, if you like somebody and you want them, don't put lit. Because anybody <laughs> can put that. What if I put lit? Then what? She's trying to start a friendship first. Don't put lit. Right. Let's have a conversation. Are you trying to establish the conversation or initiate the conversation? Yeah. lit? Listen, we're going to talk. We're going to talk. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm liking this. We can go for another hour. I got time. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at the moment, it's nobody. There's nobody that I like, but I'm just saying in the past. I'm just like, hmm, this this person look interesting. Like, okay, lit or whatever. I like what they're saying. <laughs> nah, I, but I, I, that's a whole nother conversation. Cause see, I'm not about to go and truly pursue nobody like that. Because we if I go and it's on my own will, ain't no telling how that's gonna turn out. So Man. I'd rather just let God do it. But I will talk to him. I ain't scared to talk to you. How you doing? You look nice. You look nice. <laughs> no, listen. If you if a man keeps getting compliments from a woman, then hey, yo, listen, bro. If you can't even see that, bro, who sends <laughs> compliments? You know, compliments. Like, you can't rely on the Holy Ghost, man. Like you, you just gotta know. Because um, sometimes some women, even so, they be like, "Well, oh, the Holy Ghost gonna tell them." Like, Holy Ghost always tell us, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just gotta. I mean, you ain't got it. Uh oh. <laughs> 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 I was just joking, y'all. Just... <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> bro, I love this conversation, man. I feel like this will help a lot of people. So y'all share this with y'all friends. Oh, for sure. Um, they just got to yeah. know about my, I don't care. Shoot, you know. Yeah, no, this, this helped me. Y'all help me. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this is a friend's conversation, honey. Okay. Yes. Okay. We just talked. Um, but hopefully we answered y'all's question. I don't did we ever really answer was that Leanne's question? Did we ever answer uh, yeah, your question? That took us to a whole nother episode, right? There. <laughs> no, for real. Right. <laughs> Stay tuned, honey. Stay tuned because right, we're gonna right. come back with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Bottom of this. But yeah, so I, I guess everybody, I mean, people are still watching, but if you got questions, let them know, let us know. Now, if you got topic ideas, let us know. Like, literally, this is this is like the people platform in a sense. Like, this is about y'all, what, what y'all want to bring forth, what, what y'all want to converse about. She said, kind of. Well, maybe if you be a little bit more specific, or maybe. Maybe we didn't get the gist of the question. How does she go about finding somebody right now during these COVID, you know, with COVID-19, we got all these restrictions. Oh, yeah, okay. Like it's oh, a little I, different. Social media, right? Like, that's what everybody else doing. Or, you know, listen, I'm, I'm still, I, I would like to have a Zoom date. You know, that's something you got to go outside the box to do that. You understand? Like, you got to share your screen. Take me on a little field trip. Take me somewhere. I want something special, something I ain't never seen before. So, listen, if he ain't coming with a Zoom date or something extravagant that I ain't never seen before, then I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Monica, like, he better have the Apple Tower on the back in his back. <laughs> I want the virtual background, boo. I want something. I want you to come correct. Come on, right. Michaels and party listen. Y'all can order each other food from Uber Eats and send it to each other's oh address. Yeah. That's a good well, you want to give out your address because you know how y'all be funny at <laughs> you can't have my address. People crazy. Yeah, how you crazy. People oh, crazy. People crazy. Yeah, that's how it How about I order my food? You order your food. We get the same food, and then we just converse. Get on Zoom. We get on Zoom. We can get on Zoom. Or how, or how about you just cash at me the money? I know you're going to use that money for food. That's because I'm going to have the food in front of me. We're talking what to you mean? ain't none of your business. <laughs> what if we don't have good Wi-Fi? Shoot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Man told me he ain't got no Wi-Fi. I ain't got no Wi-Fi. I'm going to be like. I mean, shoot. Yeah. What about, let me mean, let's talk about this, too. Who's supposed to be paying? Y'all, we got to go. We got to go. We've been talking. Y'all got to come back. I got to come back. You feel me? Listen, I'm taking notes. Okay, we're gonna talk about this, but y'all gotta come back. Cause I don't we, know we talk. But Valara, we can go Dutch for, I mean Dutch. I'm okay with going Dutch on the first one because I need to know you. You need to know me. Maybe you don't want to pay for me yet. That's okay. But by that second one, if you ask me out again, you listen, that bill is yours. <laughs> it is. You you asked me out, honey. So if he take you to McDonald's and he pay for it, you're gonna be all right with it. Who's going right, to McDonald's? I don't believe McDonald's should be any date. Right. Who's going to McDonald's? You better save up till you get there. Don't be like, hey, babe, we just going to go to McDonald's. Okay, well, you going to walk. That's this man can afford. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He better ask his daddy, his mama, his somebody, everybody $5 yeah, each. Like, right? Some 4X. 
something. Something. Go do some surveys online. Hey, I mean, seriously, oh, like McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Checkers. That's dishonorable right there. So Applebee's enough. Is Applebee's acceptable in there? At least, at least. Maybe we could go to Applebee's one night. But on our first or second date, come on. Come on. At the same time, at the same time, I can't be judgmental because you know I could be with the right person, just not at the you know maybe they just ain't got it yet. Maybe we just ain't, haven't established that yet. That's fine, and that's okay. But I'm gonna need somebody to put him on. Like Lord, you understand? Have people around him that gonna put him on because at least not the first yeah. date. Like you gotta. Yeah, like make it special. Make it fresh. Right. Make it intentional. Intentional. Because it don't even have to be expensive. An intentional date does not have to be expensive. You yeah. can put me... No, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> God going to give it exactly That's why she ain't saying What is exactly Yep. I'm curious. I'm curious. She said, "Well, she was so confident." She said, "Well, I'm not going to." Yo, yeah. right. it wasn't. It wasn't nothing out the way. It was just. It just sounded corny. But uh, oh, you know, we could go to the little picnic. You know, the car. You have your car, your trunk open with all the nice things, arrangements ready. You know, you have my my flowers there. I like flowers. Whoever's listening. Uh, you know, you just have all the <laughs> what kind of flowers you like. Tell the people what kind of flowers you like. Listen, I, I, I like I like dandies, I like sunflowers, I like anything that smells nice, has colorful, you know what I mean? Those just beautiful flowers. If it has some color to it, that's what I like. Thank you for asking that because somebody maybe needed clarification yeah. out there. Uh, that's right. You go ahead and yeah. Mm-hmm. But so when do men get anything out of this market? Add that to your list. Add that no. to your list. See, the thing about it is, what I bring to the table is more than uh, materialistic. Amen. That's true. That's true. So, so when you come, when you come, when you come, baby, listen. When you come, don't even look for nothing materialistic. Cause, honey, first of all, I'm coming with the conversation. Oh. I'm coming and I'm gonna look at you and I'm gonna make sure that I'm. Oh well, why are you? I'm gonna challenge you. First of all, you may have never been challenged before in your life. Um, but just know when you talk to me, you are gonna know if I'm the one. That's all I'm gonna say. You don't. You don't even need all that extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Listen, we bring the favor. We bring the favor. Right. Hallelujah. Glory. Mm. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) McDonald's and Murray King. Listen, so I guess the next conversation. How to pursue the next conversation, something along those lines. Yeah. Sounds good. Y'all come back. Hmm, uh-huh. I ain't got much on that one. The pursuit. We just call it the pursuit. The per- oh, the pursuit. Thank you. The Let's pursuit of the pursuit of dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. Ellipses. <laughs> we will fill in the blanks. Yeah. The pursuit of what we pursuing for real. 
All right. So listen, <laughs> listen, we gave y'all an extra 26 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. I gave y'all some time and gave y'all some laughs. <laughs> my cash app is my name. Uh oh. This is really my cash app. That's not my Uh-oh. Instagram. <laughs> You've married now. This is my cash at. So, y'all like what I say, y'all can cash at me. (laughs) Well, listen, listen. If y'all feel entertained, y'all feel like y'all been blessed, go ahead. (laughs) Then we got to end this. Thank y'all for watching. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning. It's Monica. She said you're married now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Room for room. Okay, y'all. We gave y'all some extra time. We hope that this conversation was um, enlightening because because we went over time. I'm going to play a little promo. We'll ca- catch us next time for sure. But be sure, like, if you haven't already purchased a Kingdom Citizen tea, I don't have it on today, but I'll have it on next. Another color for y'all to look at um the next live but um the link is literally in the bio so if you're on facebook if you want b1 podcast there's a link the website link on my page or the website link to purchase a kingdom citizen um tea all right maybe i should get i should make a friend's tea i'm thinking let me asking god for that creativity um, <laughs> for a friend's tea <clears throat> but um but yeah y'all so who wants to close us out in prayer I got it. Come on, Prophetess Monica. You don't pray. You got it, bro. All right. I don't ever turn down prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for allowing us to come here tonight, Lord God, and just speak to your people, Lord God. I pray that, you know, your people were able to receive some type of word from you, Lord God, that will help them in whatever area of their life that they need help in, Lord God. Lord God, I pray that you watch over us and keep us, Lord God, on this week that we're about to embark on starting tomorrow, Lord God. I pray that we begin to consult you in everything that we do, Lord God. I pray that we continue to establish a relationship with you that is unbreakable, Lord God. And Lord God, I pray that you continue to just walk with us, talk with us, show us, lead us in every area of our lives. And in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. Amen. All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you and be sure to tune in October 17th for our next live conversation. Also, y'all follow and subscribe to the Being One Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever the case is. I upload weekly um, on top of actually uh, uploading this, this audio as well. So catch a word on every week, every Wednesday, I upload on the podcast. All right. Love y'all. It's lit. And see y'all. It's lit, y'all. It's lit. All, yes. right. All right. Bye. Lit. <laughs>